0: Happy Monday or happy new new week whenever you're listening to this. Today we're talking about three mistakes that I personally made when I started lifting weights. Now, keep in mind I did start lifting weights at a younger age. So I was about 8-10 years old right in that range when my uncle, who owns a powerlifting gym in Georgia, bought my first set of dumbbells. And also keep in mind that you know, both my parents were weight training, you know, ballet gym members. They always had some, some sort of equipment at home. So just know that I started a little bit younger than probably the average person, whatever the average person means, right? But keep that in mind. But I'm not going that far back to when I was 8 or 10 or a tween. And letting you know what mistakes I made then. Instead, I'm, I'm letting you know and sharing what mistakes I made as a teenager and a person in my 20s. Okay. So just know that I'm coming from that perspective. Now, one other thing that I wanted to take in into consideration here is the word mistake. The word mistake can have a negative connotation with it, right? Kind of like the whole good versus bad binary type of bullshit. Now with this, I want you to think about And this is something that a coach of mine that I've worked with recently shared with me, and I I just love his perspective on this. And shout out to Brian. Um, But it's that mistakes are just mistakes. So think about when you go to film a movie, (laughs) like we all do, right? (laughs) Uh, We're all movie stars. But think about when they go to film a movie or film or whatever you want to call it, and you know do you go do you, do you think that they go into it thinking that they're going to be able to film that movie from start to finish without any pauses without any you know retries without any uh retakes no hell no because that's that's just not realistic you're going to have multiple takes for a scene even if it's a simple scene especially if it's me i mean if you caught my uh cockpit video uh, with Vita MTB series, oh my goodness, I'll, I'll share it in the show notes. I mean, how many takes we took <laughs> was just an abomination. Um, and all because I, I just couldn't handle my shit with the word cockpit of all things. And uh, <laughs> even now, can't even say it. Uh, yeah, total 12 year old here. Um, but, you know, I think if we think of mistakes, as just mistakes and just the need to maybe retake that particular scene or redo something that type of perspective is really what's going to shift everything so think of them as as mistakes and you know chance to redo things because it takes practice to get something right or as close as you can to what you want or what you aspire or what you imagine in your mind of looking like feeling like being like okay so along the way especially when you're trying something new, whether that's weightlifting or something else, mountain biking, hell, mountain biking is something that I'm sure was it is and has been new to everyone listening if you're a mountain biker or a cyclist. When you're trying something new, you need to expect some bumps along the way. Expect some mistakes, but consider them mistakes and feedback and not necessarily failure. All right. So I'm, I'm putting that little nugget in your in your mind right now as we listen and we dive into the the mistakes that I've uh, experienced over the years when I did start lifting. Now, of course, another thing to keep in mind is the number three. I mean. Let's just go ahead and say, I made a hell of a lot more mistakes than three, but I'm narrowing it down for the sake of brevity and not to bore the living hell out of you. I'm narrowing it down to three mis- mistakes <laughs> instead of probably the couple of dozen things that I've I've realized. Now, and that also leads me to parts two and three and so on and so forth in the future, because I, I can keep sharing mis- mistakes endlessly so today i'm going to share some mistakes and that's going to get old after a while that that i personally made along the way and maybe these who knows maybe they'll resonate with you and they'll give you some pause to reflect on some of the mistakes or mistakes that you have made along the way personally and how you can also rectify and maybe course correct some things for you if you're newer to lifting weights Or, I mean, hell, even if you're a seasoned pro, all right? So let's just dive right in. Mistake number one. Ah, This is one I see often. Actually, these are the three main ones that I'm sharing today are ones that I see often, and that's why I'm sharing them first instead of an exhaustive list of 10 or 5, even 5. Number one, I did not progress my weights or resistance enough as I progressed as I advanced as a lifter, I would literally stay at the same weight for far too long in a a particular cycle. I mean, hell, (laughs) cycle, quote unquote. I mean, come on, I was making the shit up as I was going along. Honestly, I didn't really follow a plan until I did start to buy some plans or I did actually hire a personal trainer. Shout out to Leanne uh, in Durham, North Carolina. But you know, once I started working with someone and it was she was professional, that's when I started to realise, oh, this is so much better than, than reading magazine articles and trying to figure it out myself, especially as a newer lifter. But I stayed at the same weights for far too long. And you know, it wasn't until I really started to increase those weights and really start to progress week to week, month to month, cycle to cycle, that's when I really started to realize, oh, I can I can develop delt caps, you know, I can develop shoulders, I can develop traps, I can develop quads. And, you know, that just was amazing when you realized that, oh, I'm not going to get bulky, you know, I can, I, but I do need to increase my weights in order for me to progress. It's kind of like imagining if you're a mountain biker or some sort of cyclist or maybe a gymnast or something like that, or a CrossFitter. Imagine if you just stayed at the same level endlessly and you're there. Maybe it's just comfortable. Maybe you just want to maintain and that's fine. That's totally your choice. But imagine if you just stayed there and there's no challenge. Well, it's the same thing with lifting weights. You need to challenge your muscles in some capacity. And the best way to do that is to increase the 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 um the weight that you're lifting, or increase the reps, or do some sort of progression that will help move you along. And oh man, that made me think of another mistake. I didn't want to actually include it in this list, but I'm just gonna go ahead and talk about it right now. So maybe this will be four mistakes I made when I started lifting, but neither here nor there. Um, I, okay. So I'm more, if you've ever met me in person or have seen photos of me, like I just, I, I'm more muscular in my upper body. All right. I have, I have, you know, larger arms and things like that. Uh, but when I was younger and you know, in my late teens, twenties, I didn't really train my legs. I hate it training my legs. And I think it's because I just didn't know how to train them effectively. And again, it wasn't until I really hired someone. And I also put together a plan for myself at some point, especially in my, I'd say mid thirties, mid thirties is when I actually really start to love what I was doing in terms of, you know, just absolutely loving, lifting and working out my legs because I just, I ignored my legs for the longest time. I didn't really know how to work them out. I didn't know what to do. And, um, you know, they are my more uncomfortable area on my body. I mean, we all have those spots, whatever. Um, but of course I love my legs now, but it's also one of those situations where I never felt comfortable. I didn't really want to squat. I had a weird knee from soccer when I was in high school, middle school and whatever. um, you know, my knee got aggravated with martial arts or excuse me, with kickboxing and, and Kempo karate a little bit in college. And, and I just kind of ignored it because I was like, oh, I don't want to make it worse when actually training my legs is what could make it better. So for the longest time, I just didn't train a part of my body as, as best as I could have, because it was to, quote unquote, my weakest part. So train your weaknesses though. Of course, now I, now I train the shit out of my weaknesses and I try to do the same thing with my clients as well. So, um, number two, Mistake number two: I didn't eat enough, especially protein, especially protein, and not eating enough just fed into pun intended, tongue in cheek, uh, just fed into minimizing, you know, my support of my desire to increase my bo- my muscle size and my strength and even improve my recovery. So, optimizing protein to seventy percent of my body weight in pounds. In grams of protein was an absolute game changer when I finally did that. Holy hell. That is the one thing I wish I would have done earlier in my life. And I did a little bit in college. Like I started to supplement with a protein shake and things like that. And I was waiting tables and bartending at the time while I was in college. So, you know, my evening dinner, fuck, I had, it's going to sound kind of bougie, but like I would have our salmon that i would have at the restaurant that we would cook at this fine like steak restaurant i mean and i paid like six dollars for the damn thing uh salmon with a side um and it was one of those situations where i was like oh my god this is amazing i'm eating like a king uh you know and i just basically had to get through breakfast and lunch while i was in college and things like that which is pretty easy to manage and then i would supplement with protein shake but still even then in retrospect I, i wasn't really eating enough protein compared to now you know, now I'm actually. I personally, I'm I'm smaller. I'm like only five two, but I have noticed anecdotally, anecdotally, um, which means it's not supported by data. Uh, but I've noticed that I I do better when I have a little bit of a higher protein intake than even past my body weight. You know, in terms of grams of protein that I'm having. So then, um, I don't know. By the time that this episode drops, I'm not sure if I'm going to have shared. Uh, you know, a photo of me when I was at my leanest on Instagram. And I've never shared those those photos publicly, uh, except with my coach and my, my significant other. But, you know, I was lean. I was about maybe 15% of body fat right around that time. Don't worry. I was still getting my monthly cycle. I don't mess around with that shit. That is something I will never F around with is my cycle. I want to menstruate even if I don't want to have babies, <laughs> just because having being a menstruating individual, getting my cycle every month is an indication that I'm doing things right. Something is going right. My hormones are at a good level. You know, they're fairly they're fairly low key. I get cramping for like a day or two, uh, and I get tired for like a day or two. But honestly, if I'm if I'm mindful and I'm I'm eating bison and I'm consuming more iron, I don't get that many symptoms. But Neither here nor there. I'll try not to go down that rabbit hole. But when I was at that that body fat percentage, I was eating a lot. So I think a lot of people look at that and they're like, oh, Jen, you're, you're lean. I'm sure you're probably just eating like 1,200 calories. No, I was eating like 2,200 calories, girlfriend. Um, I was eating a lot and I felt on top of the world. I felt great. I was still traveling for a living at that time. And performance was through the roof. That's when I had all of my lifetime PRs on all of my lifts. And I was fueling myself effectively. Like, keep in mind, you have to fuel the machine. You're more than a machine, of course. I know you're you're a meat suit with feelings and emotions and you need water. But please know that you have to fuel for performance or you should try to fuel for performance. I think if we were to flip the script a little bit, and this is probably gonna be a future podcast episode because I could already tell I'm gonna get really, really engaged with this topic. Sometimes I feel like when folks want to lose weight, quote unquote, they want to lose body fat and things like that. If they were to flip the script and actually focus on fueling for performance and fueling for their abilities in whatever sport or whatever life event they want to participate in, maybe it's just the event of life, who knows? I think if they were to flip the script to that, they would notice and realize how much more beneficial it would actually be for them wanting to lose weight or wanting to get leaner and more muscular and and kind of just look a little bit more, you know, quote unquote, athletic. And those are their words, not mine. Um, but yeah, make sure you're eating enough, especially protein. Optimize the hell out of protein. I'm going to go ahead and link that other episode to uh, to an episode that I did about optimizing protein intake. It was one of my first earlier episodes, you know, about a year ago. God, I can't believe it's been a year. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good one to listen to. You know, I really break it down. And I will say like, oh my goodness, mind numbing. It was... Pardon me. It was one. It was one of my first episodes. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So pardon me for ripping off a lot of numbers and just talking about a lot of numbers. Just read the notes in the show notes in for that episode, and it really outlines everything that you need in terms of how much protein you should try to try to aim for. But generally, what studies have shown in the in the past few years, especially, um, is that try to aim for right around seventy percent. So take seventy percent of your body weight. of that in pounds, not kilograms for those Canadian listeners and listeners I have, random listeners I have in in Europe, hello. Um, But it's one of those situations where if you take your body weight in pounds, multiply by 70%, that's going to give you about, you know, a good aim for how many grams of protein you should try to get per day. That number might shock you. And that's Okay. Stop looking at the recommended daily allowance because that those are numbers that have been formed by various dietetic associations during times of war. You know, they are just, they're enough to keep you nourished and alive and not necessarily thriving. So there, I'm going to step off my soapbox. Not really. I'm going to step on it again because here's mistake number three. <sighs> Sometimes... I would drop my endurance training completely while also weight training, especially years ago when I first started. And I was more of a big runner, more of a road cyclist and things like that, because I thought of it as an either or scenario instead of a, instead of a both and scenario. (laughs) So either or camp versus both. And you can have both. They can coexist. Endurance can coexist with strength and stability work and honestly, they actually complement one another really, really well. And I had to realize that it was best for me to maintain both my endurance in the off season, and especially my strength, realizing that it often felt like, like an absolute struggle bus central for me to neglect one and then try to get it back. It's like climbing up and crawling up a freaking mountain. It, it did. It felt so struggle bus. And it never felt good. It was never quite enjoyable. But when I do both of those things in tandem and I balance the volume of the work across those two methods of training, of endurance and strength and stability training, it was like a perfect marriage. And it made me realize that I can benefit from both at the same time, even during my peak season for mountain biking, even when I was racing. Yes, even when I was racing, like it's one of those situations where, keep in mind, I was racing at cross country, so it was definitely more pedal heavy in terms of mountain biking and the strength work is what really helped me have that power on the bike and had me be able to kind of explode out of the saddle easily without really overly fatiguing so hopefully those three things maybe shed a little light on them for you and again remember mistakes versus mistakes try to think of things in terms of mistakes and you're you're able to reflect and and kind of go forward with things and and shift and pivot your course, you know. Uh, but as a recap, first mistake was I didn't progress my weights or resistance enough as I progressed as a trainer. Second one, I didn't eat enough, especially protein. So optimize your fueling, optimize your food, optimize the food that food that you're eating for your culture. If that's incredibly important for you, um, you know, pierogies are very important for me in my culture <laughs> as a very. Uh, uh, Russian upbringing, but you know, I also have a very strong, like Latin influence into my diet. And that is incredibly important for me to have in, in my, my fueling plan. You know, I have a actually, gosh, I have a very diverse type of fueling or, uh, upbringing, you know, like Welsh, Latin and, you know, Eastern block of <laughs> Russia. Um, so yeah, Eastern block of Europe really, but Fuel yourself for your performance and then fuel your, fuel your cultural needs too, because that's incredibly important as well, because that fuels your soul. Uh, and then third, don't drop. I dropped endurance training while also weight training. Just realize that they can exist in tandem. Even if you're biking five days a week, you know, you're, you're running five days a week or you're doing obstacle coursing, you know, five days a week for practice or kickboxing or whatever, you can have strength coexist. It just won't be higher volume in terms of strength and stability and things like that. So hopefully those three mistakes have have shed a little light on things for you. And I want you to pause and I want you to reflect on what mistakes have you made in the past, or maybe you're currently making them, who knows. And think about how will you adjust going forward to help overcome them. All right. That's all I have for you today, friends. Thank you so much for listening today my making shift happen family. I love you all so much. Please, please, please do share this episode, subscribe and rate it if you absolutely love it. But today for you, I hope that you can shift some sort of aspect of your lifting from a mistake to a hell yes. All right, go out and get it today, fam. Bye.